You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at whopetspod.com. For another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast, it's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great guys at LakersBall.com, plus the outstanding guys as well at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at LakersBall.com and also as well Lakerholics.com, plus our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. And if you can also check out my great interview I did the other day right there at the Lakers Fast Break channel with Jeff Perlman, whose book is the basis for the upcoming HBO series starting on Sunday on HBO called Winning Times. If you can check out all that, it is sincerely appreciated. I also want to give a big shout out to the great conversations that was made on our YouTube channel. Wes giving you a big shout out. Terrell giving you also a big shout out. Jackson, who said great show. Also, uh, Wes said he, we love you guys. Terrell is a faithful watcher. And Alan, I'll tell you what, great comments. Just want to mention that, you know what? Thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. We're now over 100 subscribers, and it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers, with rumors abound, Adrian Wojnarowski talking about how there's now internal strife amongst the coaching staff and the rest of the organization, whether or not to bench Russell Westbrook and have him play with the second unit or what his role is. And in fact, Russell Westbrook's very latest comments from the previous game said he was unsure of his role 60 plus games in on what his role is. So with all that coming into a Saturday night nationally televised tilt against the Golden State Warriors who are also struggling. And the fact is that New Orleans Pelicans are just right behind in the rearview mirror, game behind the Los Angeles Lakers coming into tonight in 10th place. So the, with the prospect of falling to 10th place looming around the corner, the Lakers had to go ahead and have a performance tonight in order to get the job done. And in the first half and in the first three quarters, it seemed like the guy who was really starting to put that out there was none other than LeBron James. 
I know LeBron James gets a lot of flack on this show, but you know what? When he gives you a vintage performance, he gives you a vintage performance indeed. And that's what he did tonight. Truly a sensational performance. 56 points, 10 rebounds. Just a truly incredible performance. Only four turnovers, only three assists. But you know what? With the way he was scoring tonight, again, he was keeping us in the game throughout. We raced out to a 14-point lead. And unfortunately, in the second, third quarters, we were down by as many as 14 points ourselves. But we came back to only be down by five in the second quarter. Went down again by as many as 12 in the third quarter. Then we came back to, again, only being down by five hitting into third quarter. But a strong performance from LeBron and execution down the stretch and getting just enough help, just enough help by the rest of the Lakers, propelled them to a 124-116 victory. 20 points for Russell Westbrook, 9 of 17 shooting. You also had 12 points from Malik Monk, 14 from Carmelo, and 10 from Reeves. Not the greatest amount of help in the world. This was about LeBron James and his extremely good performance on a national stage. Maybe there's a point to be made. Maybe it's his elbow that he had to go ahead and get checked because he was really hurting for a little while there, and he had to go get that checked. But it was a vintage performance tonight. And here today to talk about the game, our three great guests indeed. First up, before we go ahead and hit up Jamie Sweet, Kenneth Stone said, okay, first of all, that performance by LeBron, 56 points in the win. It's a little hope. Again, it's a little hope. But 56 points asking for LeBron to do this at 37 years old is really hard task to do each and every time out. But, hey, he got the job done tonight. Last person who scored points in the building like that was Kobe. And wouldn't you know, Phil Jackson was in the building tonight. Maybe we go to start some rumors there of him taking over as the coach. You never know. Too old. But here today to talk about the game, first off, are, are three great guests. Bree Marco giving you a shout out on the, with the heart. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us. It is a good man indeed. He is our own Admiral Akbar of the Lakers Fast Break. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com and his five things corner. It is Jamie Sweet. Jamie, good to have you back, my friend. I know you and I and Sean are still trying to get together on one of our NBA topic shows. We're going to try and do that sometime, hopefully in the next week. Bree Marco says, what a game, what a game indeed. But when it comes down to it, my friend, it is all about LeBron James. It's always all about LeBron James, right? I mean, this team's going as far as LeBron's going to take them. That's never been... A question. Is it fair to ask him to you know, to continually put out like this? I mean, because you I mean still he just could not get enough support. He got just enough in that fourth quarter, but for the rest of the game, you saw the points where it was just LeBron against five other players. I mean, is it fair? I mean, there's nothing in life that's fair, so I, I don't know if that's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't phrase it that way. I. I wouldn't expect it to be like this every night. I would hope that some other guys would make some shots. I mean, the three assists is indicative of how poorly the rest of the team shot the ball. Yes. Uh, and that, you know, I don't, it wasn't for lack of passes to open guys. It was, I think more guys who were open, missing op- wide open shots, which, you know, that happens over the course of the ebb and flow of an NBA season. Our problem has been that we have too many guys have that sort of conundrum happen far too often we put out we've 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 wasted you know we wasted the first third of the season uh with a meaningless deandre jordan experiment 
that ought to get Frank fired alone at the end of the season. Because I don't think there's anybody on the bench that's going to turn this around. I don't think anybody can come in right now and make the team younger, make the team better. These are the guys we got. And just let it roll, man. Just let it roll. You know, if it, win or lose, it's this is this is what everybody wanted. You know, this is what Rob wanted to put together and on, on some level. You know, people might have said, like, well, he wanted to go this way. Well, at the end of the day, these are the choices people made is rather what I should say. So, you know, you got to live with your choices. Everybody's got to live with their choices. Nobody gets to go back and do their choices over. So this is the team we have chosen. This is the team we have. You could fire Frank. Sure. You could, you know, bench Russ, which I think would be that would signal basically there's one trade available for Russell Westbrook at that point, which is John I've been ta- I've been talking about this since 2021. So for me, yeah. it's a dead issue. And finally, it's just this thing that they decided, Oh yeah, let's talk about it now. It's coming up now. It's internal. It's too strife late. In the it's organization too late. You're, now. you're not, you're just going to torpedo. You're not going to get, this isn't the time to, you should have done it before the all-star. You should have done it at the worst. You should have done it in December when yes. I asked them to. Well, sure. But they didn't. They won't, and it's not going to happen. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that as being a. Uh, it's not going to change the 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 narrative around the team. It'll just it, all of these moves made now simply reek of desperation. And yeah. you know, LeBron in his post game comments indicated that this is a desperate team. You know, these are guys fighting for their legacies, fighting for their reputations, fighting for you know to not have a season on their. <laughs> on their resume where it was like, and we really just, you know, three, you know, four first ball hall of famers can't win basketball games, film at 11, you know, nobody wants that on their resume. They don't want to fall out of the play in. They would much rather climb to, you know, seven or eight threaten six. I don't think six is possible barring some sort of epic collapse by one of those teams up top, but I, I just don't see it happening. All of these games are must win. The rest of the season is a must-win season. You know, every game you lose is just going to add more fuel to the drama fire, which nobody wants to deal with. Uh, I don't make too much noise. Well, no, out the of media wants to deal with it, and so do the fans out there because they're eating. This well, yeah, up. but that's the media's that's the media's job, and you know, humanity is bored. So you know, what <laughs> <laughs> they are. You know, you you throw a, you throw a weasel with a turtle on its back in front of people, and they're going to be like, "This is the most." incredible thing i've seen since sliced bread so but you know let's let, let's not worry about you know geo <laughs> geo global politics or anything like that let's 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 worry about what russell Westbrook is doing with his time uh, on the basketball court so anyway i i don't buy too much into all that noise i'm not surprised there's friction or uh you know reported friction or what have you uh or that there have been you know that that you know when you hear that LeBron was pushing for Genie to fork over thirty million to retain the services of one Alex Caruso, and then that 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 didn't happen, you know now you kind of see some reasons why the earlier media reports where maybe LeBron and AD weren't so in lockstep with the front offices as, as everybody likes to trumpet uh, around. And when the reality is nobody's ever always on the same page the way the Lakers like to portray themselves as being all on the same page. It, that's that's a fallacy. Um, that's just media jargon again that I don't put much stock in one way or the other, pro, positive or negative. It's just that's that's the world we live in. So, uh, you know, the, the things that I um, have been uh, excited about, even since the All-Star break, has been the the energy the team has generally played with. There have been letdowns, as there are over at this time of the year when you're tired. 
unfortunately, the Lakers squandered the early part of the season when they had an easier schedule, and now they got to win hard games, and they're going to have to find it within themselves to win hard games, or they're not going to play for too much longer. Uh, and that's that's the reality. So they can choose to embrace their reality, choose to accept their reality, and choose to try to thrive and uh, survive in their reality. But it's it's on them. It's on the players at this point. You know, a new coach is going to be like, hey, guys, let's play hard. And they'll be like, yeah, it sounds a lot like Coach Vogel was saying for most of the season. You know, let's let's defend better. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Frank Vogel has been saying defend better. And, you know, it's nice to see that even though Bradley was back, he still came off the bench, uh, as I think he should, that they still went with Reeves and Monk. I thought that that was nice to see. I haven't seen Trevor Reeves in a couple of games. I think that's smart. I don't think... Uh, and anybody who was praying for Trevor Ariza to bring us something at the beginning of the season, I think, was basically uh, playing with one of those, uh, what are the you know, water rods, the divining rods, looking for water out in the desert. You know, it's, there's no water there in that, uh, in that old man body that Trevor's carrying around. And I, I say that with a lot of respect for what Ariza has accomplished, accomplished as a Laker, which is to help bring a, put a banner on the wall. So it's the, the team that started and, and incredibly out of nowhere, DJ Augustine, uh, who, you know, actually is kind of brings something to the table that we need and that he's a better backup point guard than Avery Bradley or Reeves or Monk is. Um, yes. You know, I agree with you on that, but he's not, uh, he's not the player he once was, but he no, 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 something to the Lakers. No, that's, yeah. but that's the Lakers. We've, we're, we're a team full of players who are the players they weren't once were. And that's, that's been, the problem from the get-go, but I still think that he's a better floor general than Bradley Monk or Reeves. I, I think that like given a few games and getting acclimated with how the Lakers like to do things that he will be, a, he will be able to be, a, I don't want to say a Rondo light, but a guy who can come in and fill that role of, listen, you got to move over there. You got to be there. Okay. Now we're going to run the play, you know, like, and that's been kind of, you, you see that that's lacking a lot of the time that guys just kind of run down and everybody's just kind of like, you know, wandering around the court and somebody's like, well, I'm going to shoot or drive or something. And we need a little more, we need a little more structure f- from the backup point guard position. And I think that DJ can provide that. I don't expect him to save the season by any stretch, but I, I think that he does bring something to the table that we need, but all in all, you know, this, they got to win. That's That's the bottom line. And we they won tonight. It was a really entertaining game. Uh, I think a couple of the losses that we've had lately have been very entertaining games. Uh, for the most part, except for, of course, that we we lose. Not the Clippers game. That clip, that game was not entertaining. That was highly annoying. But other than that Clippers game, I thought our energy from after the All-Star break has been in the right place. Um, and, except for the Pelicans game, which you will not talk uh, about. You know, uh, yeah. Let's but not talk they, about Bruno and, the Conto, and let's not talk about the Pelicans game. What, but the, uh, what, what I thought about the Pelicans game is that the Pelicans came, that, the difference there was the Pelicans have something to prove. And this Laker team all season long has been seemingly playing with the idea that respect shall be bequeathed upon them at some point. At some point, somebody's yeah. going to walk out on the court and be like, you guys, you guys, you guys got some destiny coming your way. And that's not how it works in pro sports. You got to go out and take it. You got to you got to push the other guy down. And the Pelicans came out and pushed us down. And I thought that that was the beginning of either the end or the thing that could maybe inspire these guys to finally turn it on. We'll see. We'll see. I, I you know. The only thing about this team that's consistent is how inconsistent they play. So no bets for. <laughs> Especially nope. now that they're going on the road for most yeah, of the month. Yeah, but... we're about to go on the road. So we'll see. We'll see. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get the cell phone copy. version yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, <laughs> shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. No, you know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound, there you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already. If you really want to. That's the pop culture Cosmo show. And the PCC multiverse. Catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But also okay. here to talk about today's game is a good man. Indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. Please catch his latest article today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. Jamie Sweet said a lot of great things right there. I, I know that you took note. To me, it's about execution down the stretch, which is something I've actually really harped on all year long. And I wanted to make sure and let you know that I thought that the execution was really good for this time around. And this is something I have not seen in quite a long spell. No, I thought they did a good job of that. It's hard to get up on anything that this team does just because of how inconsistent they've been. You know, I mean, it's how many times have they fooled us during the season with a great quarter and only to come back and not be able to replicate it and sometimes not even want to try to replicate it. You know, Um, I like the starting lineup that Frank put out there. I thought some of his lineups, you know, we, we lost a lot when LeBron went out of the game because basically he took all of the shooters out with LeBron, you know. So it's kind of a strange situation, but a lot of real positives as far as I'm concerned in this season, because I found myself cheering at the end of the game. I mean, I don't know how long it's been. It must've been a couple of weeks since we've been able to cheer at the end of the game. Something like that. Yeah. You know, again, and, it's something where and, we're seeing a lot of poor. You know, instead, so what we're doing is thinking, you know, oh, darn, we've got to go and do the podcast now in front of another loss. You know, and it's like, oh, what have I got to say now tonight? Well, you um, notice Jamie's only here today, and it's a win. Uh, Wonder if that's a so there, uh, but there's but, 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 there. let's let's go through the positives. Well, we got an opportunity to because who knows what's going to happen. In the I'm next just game. teasing you, Jamie. Just teasing. Wow. You. So, so <laughs> you got to look at first off. Did you think LeBron had a 56 point game in him? I was I mean, starting right to doubt now, that. He's chasing, I was starting to doubt yeah. that. So. Plus, I get a point for that, right? That's definitely something there. Can Austin Reeves play defense? Teams keep picking on him, and the kid keeps getting better and better and better. He really showed some defensive moxie there and some some smarts in the way he plays. He doesn't want to give up that starting spot, and, and uh, he has really played well. I think that's another really big plus because we've seen like three or four teams now in a row really target Austin as the guy that they were looking for. And well, also, I want to say, Tom, keeping Monk in the starting lineup for his own sake, because I think coming off the bench, he, he just cannot play the limited mm-hmm. minutes. His rhythm just gets, it just does not flow well for him. If well, he comes when, off the bench. we need his, we need his outside shooting so badly yeah, because he's the one outside shooter we've got who can take it to the rim. If they, if they really close out on him. Yeah. So yeah, Monk is the third guy I was going to mention because he's hit some clutch shots. 
Mello hit some clutch shots. I thought, generally speaking, it was one of the most entertaining games. There was that stretch, you know, before the last five minutes where they must have exchanged four or five haymakers in a row by both teams. And and that was really a wonderful game to watch. And Were you worried when he went out in the second quarter and went back to the locker room, LeBron did, with that elbow issue? No, nah, because I think that was a crazy bone issue. I've had that happen before where you get just get a dead hand, you know, when you get hit just right in the back of the elbow. But the thing that was interesting to me about the whole particular thing, and, and this, is, this is something that's such a difference to me, and I don't know exactly what the reason is because they still had 20 turnovers, you know, which is frustrating. But I told my wife with like two minutes left to go, I said, you know what? Hey, I don't care if we win this game. I liked how they played. I like how they came out. I like how they executed. I don't care that stretch. they won this game. And, you know, I said, listen, I uh, that's really all I want them to do is I want them to do that. If they do that, they have a chance. And if AD comes back and they can do that, they have a puncher's chance to really give some problems for some teams. You know, and now, listen, what, what's our, our next game we could – nobody's going nobody's gonna to pull out their wallets and put any money down on these guys doing anything consistently for the next game. But, hey, I want to live in this illusion. It's sort of like, you know, tell me you love me tonight and you can leave tomorrow. You want to believe in the Lakers and you want to believe in LeBron. And – there's a lot of good signs tonight that we saw, including uh, including a win down the clutch where we really took care of business. Was, did LeBron miss a free throw? Uh, let me check on it real quick. I thought uh, he was 13 he or 13. He did miss one free throw, 12 for 13. I noticed that. 13. He was actually very good for the line. Wow, which was really, I know. That was really clutch. Well, that was, you know, I mean, Teams are good. It's going to be interesting to see because usually when LeBron has a game like this, it's not a game. It's a stretch or series of games. So he's, you know, there was a moment in the first half when LeBron was scoring and nobody else was right. I sort of had this treasonous thought that was maybe LeBron really is just pushing. Maybe the reason he's playing is just really wanting to get the, Kareem's record as soon as he can, you know. But then, you know, we started to play well, and and he really started making some clutch plays, some great defensive plays, some great efforts. You know, and one of the things that has not been really talked about that, that I've seen during the losing streak that we've been in the last 10, 12 games where we really haven't played well has been that there have been very strong moments where LeBron has not been the role model that you want for your superstar as far as remaining engaged on the defensive end and closing out on guys and letting guys take shots. And, you know, and, and there was a couple of plays tonight, like, like when Reeves got beat by uh pool, I think on a layup, LeBron is standing right there and didn't even do anything to help him and so forth. So it's, you know, LeBron's like one third of him's on the verge of just leaving this ending the season, you know, and the other, the other thirds in chasing, chasing Kareem's record and the following third thinks, you know, I do mean, you think I he was saving it? I might have been wrong about Westbrook, but we could still win it. Damn it! <laughs> you all know, right, so. all right. Well, that's uh, that's Tom right there for you. Always the optimist here at the Lakers fast break. Unmute yourself, Joe. Once again, also as well here, he's been very patient. Glad to hear him. In fact, you've already got a crowd waiting to hear what you have to say, my friend. He is Ox nineteen forty seven at LakersBall.com. You got to go ahead and check out his comments there during the game. 
at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro, Kenneth Stone, and I'm sure a lot of others after the comments that you had on our previous post game are definitely waiting to hear what you have to say about LeBron James today. Well, LeBron is an all-time great, and great players are going to have these kind of games towards the end of their career. We happen to need this performance tonight to win. I'm not surprised a little bit, too, the fact that, you know, the Lakers seem to always play the Warriors very well, even when they, (laughs) during the Robert Sacre era, uh, I remember someone on Game Time had typed that, and I just couldn't stop laughing when he when I read it. So I, you got I used sweet laughing, that's for sure. Well, I, I, I said, no, seriously, someone said the Sacre era, and I seriously couldn't stop laughing. So now I call that, <laughs> I call the tanking year the Sacre era, even though he only played three years for the Lakers. So during this during the Sacre era. They still played the Warriors well, and they've been playing against them very well. They would have won the last game they played against them had Thompson not turned into Kobe at the end there. But again, going back to LeBron, I thought LeBron, I'm hard on LeBron uh, for for a few reasons. Um, But again, if you're going to be fair, you also have to understand that uh, when there is a good performance, when there's care in your play, and when there was a play that I absolutely just, when I saw the play de- developing, I was just like, please, Mello, hit the shot. Please, Mello, hit the shot. It was beautiful. It was a. It was such a beautiful play. I feel like I hadn't seen that kind of play late in the game in so long. LeBron driving, Mello in the corner. Mello was wide open. It was a standstill three. I... In, in my head, I didn't do it physically. I turned around in my head, just like how Steph and LeBron did it from three, because I knew it was going in. It was the Jamal Wilkes three-point layup. I knew that ball was going in. There was no doubt. I thought, you know, in my head, I did this. And, of course, he made the shot, and that was the – that was what you call what, – what I call, you know – Blouses, you know, from the show, show. You know, I always use that that line whenever we, I know the game's over. So I had an all-time great game for an all-time great player. We obviously can't have these kind of games every night. But I did, you know, start thinking about some things with their current standings. We're, we're looking at we're at we're in the ninth position. If they can manage to stay at nine, it's very likely they're going to probably play the Clippers in the play-in which means entertainment in itself, you know, even though it's just a play-in, the Lakers are are going to, you know, have to beat them to get to the next spot. And then, of course, it's either Phoenix or if the Warriors don't get out of their funk, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping if they get out of their funk, they can get the two seed. And if we manage to get the seventh seed, I think I'd rather play the Warriors in the first round than any other team out there. But there's got to be a lot of things that have to happen. I just, I, I need to see at least two or three games after this one to see if they if they can do it. I just don't know. I'm so puzzled by it. I'm sorry I'm not as animated as I usually am. Maybe I'm a little bit more entertaining when we lose. But the reality is when you do well, you're going to get praise and you're not going to get the vitriol that I usually spew when 
when the team doesn't play bad. I don't like the 20 turnovers. It's it's just it's it's aggravating to see that. But in the end, guys, we have to also you know understand that this team is not. It just wasn't put well. It, it, it's not a, a well put team. There, there's too many holes. There's too many breaks in in the in the flow of of, of, a, of team basketball with this particular roster. So I don't know if they'll ever find it this year. I don't know if it'll ever be something where they, I don't think it's something you can just click or if AD gets back, even if AD is healthy, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, the, the, the team doesn't fit. It, it just isn't. <laughs> you would need uh, continual performances from LeBron and AD in a supporting role like this tonight in order for the Lakers to go ahead and advance. So you're saying that you don't think that they can get that consistently in a playoff run? Well, they don't have the talent. See, we look at guys like Reeves. We look at guys like Monk. We look at guys like THT. We were expecting Russell Westbrook to be the third star. Now, when you have a third star, a legitimate third star, that means if LeBron has an off night or is not playing, you have – Russell covering you that game. And, you know, during an 82-game season, you're not dealing with a lot of pressure, especially if it's a December-January game, if you're playing the the Pelicans. You know, we should be able to beat the Pelicans with two of the three stars, or if one of the stars is off, you know, that's the point, right? That's why they got him. That's why it made sense. And the fact Although that- uh, it was reported just that you heard the news that Zion has been cleared for resuming practice so and he's expected to most likely start working out with the team when they get back from their current road trip so just wanted to give everybody a heads up on that if he, he could be a difference maker but you're talking about a guy who just and I think a lot of the reasons why he's coming back I think he's getting a little bit of a bad rap I don't know who's talking behind his back I've never seen at least I, I'm not obviously in his camp but I've watched him through his ascension from Duke to the NBA. I've always heard good things about Zion. And the fact that things are going on with Griffin and all this thing going on, and Griffin being who I, I, you know, I've heard some things about him. Not bad, but I'm going like, is this like, what's going on here? Zion's a good guy from what I've heard. I well, don't he's know why. GMing for his, his position. Because if he doesn't okay. get anywhere near a good type of performance here in the next month or two, he could be out of work. I mean, come on. It, 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 he's, he's, he's been in that stage. That they're, they're saying Greg Oden. But I'm going, it's not really Greg Oden. It's more like Joel Embiid. But, and I think it's more, I'm going to give it a minute on this. I think it's more that than Greg Oden. Greg Oden was, you could tell he was toast. You just, you could see it. Like with, with, uh, with Zion, I think if his foot heals, he, he's going to be a, a, an all-star. He's going to be a big star. Well, it's also, can he get his weight under control? Can he get his conditioning where he needs to be? Is this going to be a continual problem going forward because of his body structure and the way it is? You know, he has to make sure he maintains his diet. a certain layer of health. You know, the other, th- you know, okay, so how are you going to exercise when you can't use your leg, right? The Zion, is he stubborn about his diet? Because obviously diet can can keep the weight off, you know? You have to start eating better. You can't be eating that gumbo over there in New Orleans. And I've been to New Orleans. I actually really, really like New Orleans. I didn't think I would, but I did. Good food, good atmosphere. Heck, I, I saw it even after Katrina, and it was still fun there. So Zion has to make a decision on whether he wants to eat 
bad food and hope that, hey, I'll get over this once I start working out. When it all, you know, or, or you know. But yeah. finishing off in a series, because LeBron, again, 56 points, and I know Kenneth wants me to get back on points, so I want to hear your final thoughts on this. Or not your thoughts for now on this, because I'm going to switch it back over to Jamie once you're done, and that is, with LeBron getting this type of performance, is this the kind of performance that will boost the Lakers and get them back in a positive direction going forward? No, no. Uh, I think if anything is going to catapult them, it's going to be just, you know, trying trying to focus on winning games. I don't think this game is going to play into anything after this. I think this was a typical Golden State game. Lakers seem to just play well again. LeBron just happened to... You know, again, LeBron, ABC, Saturday night, LeBron has picked certain times during the year where he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to be LeBron James who you can't stop. And he did that tonight. I love 12 for 13 from the free throw line. That means LeBron's focus was a hundred percent. And again, I'm not expecting – it's not humanly possible to focus 82 games a year, all year, every year, for 30 years. I get that. But I think that's the part that I've – with LeBron, it's like you got to make your free throws, man. If you're going to be an all-time great, you got to make your free throws and focus. When free throws are made, focus is there. That's why Shaquille O'Neal back in the day, you know, he'd have epic free throw – moments in the playoffs go nine for nine in Portland and because his focus was on it and I'm just asking LeBron to be focused if if he's if he's too old for it I guess there's some understanding there but LeBron is I'm only going to go by what LeBron is telling me if LeBron wants to be what he says he wants to be then he has to kind of not turn the ball over you know four times in the last two minutes of a close game that's all I'm Asking. I'm not same with Westbrook. I'm not asking you to make threes. I'm asking you to stop making boneheaded plays because those plays cost you games. This is both teams had 14 point leads. Okay. And how many times have I said this on the podcast? 14 point leads mean nothing. 20 point leads mean nothing in today's NBA. You know, actually, I will points. say that I was thinking of you when the Lakers were up by 14 and then all of a sudden we're down by 14. So I was thinking to you on that. It's like, there we go. The Joe Sorrell rubber band technique again. It's hard to come to grips with it. Your brain might. I remember there were times when, when the Lakers would be up eight. I used to love eight. Eight was like a nice clean number when they were up by eight. Right. Man, for years, eight was like, yeah, all right. They, they can go to 12, 13, and then they'd run, 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 and then it'd be back and forth for the next three quarters, and then the fourth quarter, they're up, let's say, 15, and then Kobe never plays, right? Man, those days were so much fun. I don't – those, those days are gone. <laughs> those days are gone, and they, they, they've been gone recently. Like, I, 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 when was the last time LeBron sat the entire fourth quarter? I can't remember. Was it two years ago? So, I – you have to accept that today's NBA is a it's it's the equivalent of the NFL's arena league rules. It's just basketball now. Because of the three-point line, we yeah. can they can shoot touchdowns much quicker in the NBA. And all you need is two turnovers and a Steph Curry who can hit three three threes in a row and boom, that's nine points. 
a lot of guys are shooting like him in terms of, you know, frequency. So may not be as good as percentage-wise. Well, maybe this year they are. It's not that he hasn't been shooting that well this year. But the point is, everybody can shoot in the NBA, almost everybody, except Russell Westbrook. And you have to understand that and not rest on your laurels when it, when you get a double-digit lead. So, again, props to LeBron. I'm not expecting him to do anything like what he did tonight the rest of the season for it to happen. This will have no bearing on the next, next game. This team doesn't have that kind of mentality. But I do hope that they start winning games that they're not supposed to win because we've been watching them lose games they're supposed to win. How about we make up for that now the next 19 games? Please, let's get into the play-in. Maybe if AD comes back and turns into 2020 bubble AD, maybe we might at least be able to beat the Clippers in the play-in. That would probably be the the most likely. They would at least end it on a little bit of a high note by beating those guys after them sweeping us, beating them in the play-in would be hilarious. I think that that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Jamie. Again, I wanted to make sure everybody knows out there, it is the Lakers' fast break. 124-116, to 116, the Lakers do win behind 56 points for LeBron James. One of the things I wanted to ask you is the Russell Westbrook scenario continuously going forward. Yes, he had a decent game, 20 points. He was probably the best offensive contributor outside of LeBron James. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, this is something, again, I, I stressed back in December that a move to the second unit might be in play. I wanted to hear your thoughts on this now because, again, the national, national TV game, just beforehand you had Adrian Wojnarowski with that report, you know, that, of course, about there's now internal strife with all the coaching staff and the organization on whether or not Russell Westbrook should continue to start. Your thoughts on this drama? I mean, it's all coming to a head now, but, yeah, this is something that, again, should have been dealt with a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it's just too late. It's too little too late. You're not going to – what are you going to get out of that? Like, more Avery Bradley? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think it's – again, it's, 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 it'll just make everybody think that the team has sunk to a point of complete and utter desperation. And that may be true. I mean, this is, this is what happens. This is what happens when you don't live up to expectation – when you you treat training camp and the first month of the season frivolously, people love to say like, "Oh, training camp doesn't matter. Preseason doesn't matter. The first month of the season doesn't matter." Well, you're looking at the standings, and guess what? It matters. They play 82 games for a reason because all 82 games matter. They all count towards your record at the end of the season, and so <laughs> you, you don't get to say, "Ah, man, those." We're just gonna we're gonna lose those first ten games, right? We're gonna get a mulligan on those, right? Aren't we? Right? Everybody, everybody cool with that? Yeah? No? No? Well, you know, I will say, you know, with so. Laker Tom, Laker Tom was saying back in the early days, it's just one game. Yeah, I know. I I, I remember, and it, it, we just won gamed ourselves oh, right. Into unmute Tom, so you can respond. Unmute, I, unmute. I, I remember very well because I was okay. Well, let's hear let's hear it from let's hear it for Tom. Yeah. Come on, Tom. It just was one game. Uh huh. And, and then it turned more, into two and one more and, three, and, and one more and, and one then it more. became and then it became a and habit. Pretty soon you add them up and it's been multiple games. But right, right. The problem That's, hasn't been just in one game. It's the way that they played consistently. It's the um, habits that they formed early that they haven't shaken. Yeah, yet. and like, and it's also it's also the 
it's also the deficiency of the of the roster construction because yeah. our problem is is that we don't have size. We do, we are lacking a small forward that's bigger than six foot four or speed. If Ariza wasn't washed, or if you know Melo could start, you might maybe different story. But we're stuck with Stanley Johnson starting, and Stanley's an excellent defender. Yeah. Um, but it's it's our problem is our problem is is that we would have been smarter to not have gone for Russ and have gone for three starters to go it, with LeBron it, and AD. That ship didn't. sailed though. That's not, you know, I, I agree. And it would have been smarter yeah. to keep Caruso and it would have been smarter to use Dennis Schroeder as well, a tool. We should to... have signed both of them just to be able to have trading chips because we knew we were yes. short of trading chips. So. Or signed him or allowed him to sign for more money yeah. into like somebody's and yeah. send somebody else's cap yeah. space so that we had a trade. Well, here's what's really criminal to me <laughs> is. But we didn't. We didn't sign. We didn't sign. There had to be a six-eight guy who was better than would fit in better than Stanley to give us some size and to make the small ball lineups work. Whether it's Marquise Morris type of player or something, there had to be somebody out there. Yet we didn't even do that. No, there had Which to have is, been a better player at six ten, six you know, six eleven yeah. than DeAndre Jordan. So how did we go from? building a championship roster just a month, a year and a half ago to co- becoming complete buffoons in a year. What, what happened there? What, what, how do you explain that? Rob Did, wrong move after well, wrong I, I, move. Think, I think what happened is that the Lakers perhaps correctly, and I know I'll get flack for this, but the Lakers perhaps correctly decided that the team that won the championship in the bubble wasn't good enough to win the championship the next year. Out of they the probably weren't. They probably and weren't. they probably weren't, to be honest. And so they brought in a team that they thought could, but injuries. I know. Especially... I know. Jamie's like saying, eh. "Well, you never know." But in injuries, injuries, injuries to, to LeBron and AD during the season, and then the injury to to AD in the playoffs against the Suns that wiped that season out. So they did the same thing again. But they, they thought they'd get really smart, and they thought, okay, listen, let's take the load off of LeBron. Let's get a playmaker in here. And and I'll bet you that they had those discussions with Palenka before they even went and met with Russ. Because I think that that was always the motivation of the Lakers wanting to bring a, a guard in. They wanted to bring a guard in. So, you know, maybe it went this way. Maybe, maybe Palenka says, you know, we'd like to take the ball out of your hands in order to save your career and extend it. And 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 maybe LeBron said to AD, "Hey man, you know what? Let's go talk to Russ. I'm, why, don't, why don't you have him over to dinner tonight?" And they had him over to dinner, and they said, "You know what? I'm LeBron James. I can make anything work. I've done it. I've done it in Miami. I did it in Cleveland. I've done it here in LA for a championship. I, I can make it work." This is the first time in LeBron's career he couldn't work with someone, yep. and I. I remember the reason why I thought this would work is because it's LeBron. LeBron I is a too. pass. LeBron is a pass first player. Uh, the, the term team player is thrown in there. I think I'm doing the Joe Swirl head swivel and saying no. I did yeah. not think that would be correct. I thought it would. I I thought LeBron. If LeBron had worked with Kyrie and his you know temperamental rear end. Anything is possible. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought Russell Westbrook as a third option. That's how I looked at it. As a third option would have been beneficial. But 
it's not just him, even though he's the he's the he's the horse that that's it's carrying everything. This team's effort is also something that puzzled me this year. It's the effort you you can tell the effort was trash all year. And I don't know why that happened. Like, why are you guys all playing? Okay, so Russell's not playing well. He can't do anything. What does that have to do with you guys not playing hard and playing defense and stuff like that? Now, if LeBron is trying to save himself, that makes sense too. I I get that. But there are a few young guys on there. They should be playing like Reeves. But they're not. And that is what bothers me. And that's the part where the coaching thing becomes an issue because I'm like, okay, you can't yell at LeBron. You can't yell at AD. You can't yell at Russell Westbrook. How about yelling at Reeves and yelling, uh, not Reeves, yelling at the other guys, Monk, and TT, and uh, I guess Avery Bradley hasn't played in, I don't know, a couple of years now for us. So I don't know if he counts, but I, overall the team's effort is, it's like the 49%. So let's say 51% is Russell Westbrook. 49% has been the effort all year. It's been terrible. And, you know, we blew 20-point leads to Oklahoma City. That's an effort thing. How do you go from that to losing to those guys? And that kind of just set set the table for the year. You wouldn't think it did, but it did. Because they had the easiest schedule the first 20 games because you have this new team, the easiest schedule in the NBA. And then you're going to have half your games on TV, on national TV, <laughs> We've given you everything. And what do they do? They've failed. At least up till now, unless they go on a 19-game winning streak, it's been a terrible year, and it's probably going to end terribly. But we saw a nice, cool game tonight. I enjoyed it. I wasn't actually on game time tonight because I was at a family get-together. But, I, of course, I don't miss watching the games. I find a way. That's why I have smartphones and good internet service except for here for some weird reason and you know here we are talking about a a 56 point game which we'll probably talk about as lebron's best game in his laker career which you know we can say we watched it and that's cool you know sometimes you don't you 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 know there have been seasons where you enjoyed a few things uh when they hadn't won a title how this ends (sighs) probably not good how are they going to look against San Antonio next game? How are they going to look against Houston? I guess if you guys wanted to get a little bit of some momentum, I would like to think these next two games in Texas would kind of get Antonio you to kind of. San still is not out of the playing mix right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, it's they're going to have to win these games. I'd say they're going to have to win 12 of the next 19 games to show me that they're, they care a little bit. And because it's, it's going to be the hardest. 19 games in the NBA. So if you win 12 of those games, I can sit back and go, okay, can we beat the Clippers in the play-in? <laughs> Is Kawhi going to come back with Paul George? It's sounding like it, that, that they're good, right? So we should probably get our butts whooped. Don't but then throw again- your phone, Kenneth. Don't throw your phone. Because in the comments, he's saying that the reincarnation of Skip Bayless has arrived. So just go oh my. your phone. Oh, that's wow. that. Oh, <laughs> that's unfair, Kenneth. That's unfair. No, I. I wish Kenneth, he was making on. as much as as Skip no, Bayless. No, 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 no. Okay, on. Kenneth. Look, let me explain something to you. Okay, LeBron. Remember, I'm I'm a Laker fan. LeBron has always was the enemy for years. 
And LeBron does things that are very counterproductive to my personality. He's a passive-aggressive type person, and I'm not really a fan of people who are passively aggressive. Skip Bayless is is what you would call the bad guy in wrestling in the 80s. He, <laughs> he just makes – he's a heel. He, he makes comments to get a rise out of you. I'm not doing that to get a rise. I'm telling you what I'm observing. Okay? that There's a huge difference. I, Skip Bayless and Nick Wright are the two what? sports personalities out there. The second well, I, I hear also them or watch them, I take them. I, I turn it off. I can't pay you Skip Bayless money. I, I cannot pay you Skip Bayless money. I'm sorry. And, and you don't need to. Uh, the good thing about being me is I, I make good money. <laughs> and I do very well for myself. And I like to brag about it. So I can't even pay me uh, Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Kenneth, can, can again, you're going to. You're going to see, now that you call, you know, I'm not surprised you're saying that. I was actually starting to feel that that might be something that comes my way. I'm going to shift this a little. Sometimes communication, you know, I majored in communication, guys. You know, I actually have a degree in it. Diversification, man, that's important in life. That's why, again, you do well in your resource accumulation, as I call it. So we're going to change your interpretation, Kenneth. I am not and ever will be. Anything that guy is. And well, gonna... but you know what? But Kenneth Stone did say he loves us. He is our super fan and he's here to stay. So we truly And Kenneth, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking to you directly as I because usually when I'm coming Just into forget the... about the thousands of other YouTube. Oh, no, no, we'll talk to everybody. But again, Kenneth extended the first hello and I'm gonna give him credit for that. When I'm on the show, a lot of times I'm in the zone that you know to, to, to pay attention to everything, but I do know that in this particular forum of the podcast, there's going to need to be a little bit of duality where there's going to be some commentary here with all you. And then, of course, making sure that the guests that are spending their their valuable time listening to us are also accommodated. And, you know, that's the that's the beauty of this business. It's just like taking calls when I used to do radio to calls while I was looking at my script and, you know, doing all my entertaining and. You know, this is this is why we're here. This is why, in a short amount of time, we're starting to get a lot of traction here with the with the audience. And I want to make sure that the entertainment part, even though I didn't really know how this was going to come together, I knew it would come together. I just didn't know which path. But right now, I'm starting to sense some momentum, Gerald. Whatever you're doing is working. It's, it's um, a and of course, thing, so Laker, Laker Tom, you guys. Laker Tom's going to be the godfather of this show. He's <laughs> the guy that's got the most experience. He watched Wilt play. I mean, there's, now we have some reference to that because I can't say anything. I can't even say anything about really the, the 80s Lakers. I was, you oh, know, man. 10 years old when they won their last title in 88. So I, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't Which I'm really... looking at right now on my T-shirt right there. It hung up yeah, right there. Yeah. Again, I, I was still a Magic fan because I, I tailed into that as I started getting a little bit older. But Tom's the Godfather. That means I'm uh, Vito Corleone. I'm gonna get take it no, on. You're oh. you're you're gonna need to decide whether you're Sonny or Fredo. <laughs> uh, you're I got Michael. Uh, that's not a, that's Michael. not a choice, Joe. That's not. Uh, a choice. Hold on, before he Fredo. leaves, Kenneth Stone, because he's got to run. But yes, sir. Before he leaves, his poll, his whole point is LeBron was one score away from scoring the most points in a game this season. To me, that's what he saw, and that's what he took from the game, and that to him was phenomenal. And you're right, Kenneth. We don't want to go ahead and put any lower emphasis on that. 
that was an incredible performance by LeBron. The only thing that we're saying is that because the way this team is structured and because of the injuries and everything that's gone on, it's so hard for LeBron to go ahead and put so much on himself each and every game. And we just need a roster that better supports his talents because we don't know how many of these vintage performances he will have left. But this was truly a special performance. I hope everybody got a chance to see it because when you're scoring 56 points at 37 years old, and I just posted on the comments, again, if you're here at Facebook at Lakers Fast Break, you'll get to see my comments there. I posted what Jordan did at 38 after he came back from his one of his many retirements. I posted what Kareem did at 37 and 38. He is averaging well above those norms for both of those guys. So I just want to well, put Gerald, that in context. Gerald, you have, I think we're going to have to prepare that. LeBron, I mean, shoot, for five years, I was like, is Tom Brady ever going to – Tom Brady had an MVP season this last year. I think LeBron has a very good chance, if he's up for it, to being the Tom Brady of the NBA. He could play like this for another three years. Now, Tom if, Brady if, if could we can, still – I know he's retired, but Tom Brady could still throw 30 touchdowns next year. It, it, and he did. He threw for, what, almost 5,000 yards this year. My point is, LeBron, I think we need to really understand that LeBron is – he is like Carl Malone. I think Carl Malone could have played a few more years, except things kind of went haywire in the last, you know, the last few months before he retired in 04. But Le- LeBron is is if I, I'm gonna compare him to a basketball player, so it's a little easier. But LeBron is Carl Malone. Like his body just can handle an NBA life. And he's even more effective because he's a ball handling big. So if I had any optimism to go with this is this season, I think is shot, but let's try to really start figuring out what we're going to do in the summer to let, let's see what we can do to get LeBron one more year, at least, at least one more year next year with the right team that can manage his 82 games and then let him be LeBron in the playoffs for the following year. I think that should be the focus. If this is what he's going to do, if you, you might as well try to cater to it. Hi, this is Mr. Holiday from the podcast, My Worst Holiday. And you're listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Before we head on out, once again, the score was 124 to 116, an incredible performance by LeBron. But before we head on out, I'm going to bring Laker Tom in here. Make sure you check out Laker Tom's latest article. What could the Los Angeles Lakers get in a trade for Russ, AD, and yes, LeBron as well. Just hypothetical out there. He's already received a lot of comments on it. And you got to go ahead and check it out today at Lakerholics.com. But you get the last word in edgewise, my friend, before we head on out. Please, your thoughts on today's game, what Joe said, what Jamie said, anything you want to touch on before we head on out. I would just say that I'm not in favor of trading LeBron 
or AD. But it's interesting to see what you could get back for all three of them. I think I'm going to take a real positive spin on tonight's game because if the Lakers, before tonight, there was a good chance that if the Lakers continued to play the way that they have, that they would not make the play-in tournament. They're closer to getting out of it by going to the 11th spot than they are to move up to the 6th spot to get out of it. Yeah, right now they're three games ahead of Portland. Portland's in 11th place right now, to give people an idea. That's just three games from being out of the playoffs, and we've lost three, four in a row and uh, eight eight of our last 11 before tonight. Yeah, unlike the Locked On Lakers podcast, which said the Lakers have lost seven in a row, no, they've only lost four in a row. Everybody seems to have forgotten, or at least they did, about the Utah game. (laughs) But but the nice thing about it is is that – we needed this win badly because we haven't had a win. It's like a ball going in the basket for a shooter, you know. I think this is going to be inspiring for this team. I think LeBron is going to, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ripped off a string of four or five, six games of 40-plus points. I think he's going to be really looking to score. I mean, it's kind of interesting because he's only like 20, I think 20 assists away from becoming the first player in the NBA to have 10,000 points, rebounds, and assists. But he seems intent on scoring, and that's good because it puts a focus on it that we can we can work with. And the I think the other thing, as you said, Gerald, the, the effectiveness of how we played down the stretch. I always talk about how, despite all my criticisms of the Russ, that there's always two or three plays every game where I scream out loud, you know, and yell to the whole neighborhood, great pass, Russ. And that pass he threw to Monk today when he was driving underneath the ball uh, – that was just really one of the best <laughs> passes I have ever seen. And Monk, to his credit, Malik made sure that that was an assist. So I'm thinking this is a real positive step in the Lakers. Let's hope they get inspired in it. It's kind of interesting when you look at, at the 7, 8, 9, and 10 spots. We're probably going to be in the 9 and 10 spots. I don't think we have enough to move up to the 7 or 8. And that means that we're not going to get the 7th seed. That means that we'd have to win two games. We'll have to win two games, and the best we can do is the eighth seed against probably the Phoenix Suns. Because we're five games right now behind the Clippers. Yep. Yeah. So we're not going to we're not going to overtake them in the next nineteen games. Not unless not unless we have a lot more miracles than than even I'm expecting. At the most optimistic standpoint, you know, I th- I think we could do twelve and seven of the next nineteen games. We're still probably not going to move up to the eighth spot. We're still probably going to be to hold on to the ninth spot or fall to the tenth spot. All of it, I mean, the only difference there is just home court advantage. But you just still, we'll still have to win two games, and the best we can do is number eight to make the playoffs. But you know, we played the we played the Suns last year. We were up two to one before AD got hurt. So. You know, you do that, and then and then what's the next team that you play? You know, you're you're it's it's still a it's still a puncher's chance. So you know this team this team needs a break. I still you know maybe somebody maybe you know I, we can't even add players now to make them to the playoffs. So we're we're stuck with what we've got. We're going to play a lot of small ball, and the reason we match up against teams like the Warriors is because they don't have any bigs that can really dominate. You know in the points in the paint but when we hit the playoffs we're going to meet a lot of teams that are going to that are going to have answers to say that you have to learn how to play big as well as playing small so we'll see what happens in the next 19 games but 
hopefully this this will be a, a a nice start of a nice streak and we we should win the next two games we should start a winning streak we haven't had one in a long time it's just like shooting winning builds confidence and when the ball goes in or the game turns out to be a win you feel better the next game and you start to play better and hopefully that four game losing streak that we just came off is the bottom of the trough that we've been in and and hopefully we'll see a a steady rise of the team from the last 19 games and some things to be positive about as we move to the next year. Well, we'll see what happens indeed. But again, great to have you, Laker Tom, Joe Sorrell, and Jamie Sweet, part of the program today. If you have any questions for us at Lakers Fast Break, you can send us an email, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Please be part of the conversation today at LakerHolics.com and during game time at LakersBall.com. He's Laker Tom at Laker Tom on Twitter, so you can give him a shout out. Joe, what is your Twitter handle again? I know I'm following it, but is it at Joe Soro Five? Yes, there's four other of me. I'm the fifth one. <laughs> I've never met them, but someone. they're out there. <laughs> well, I'm he a, is the fifth Joe Soro. I'm the fifth on one. Yeah, I guess. So I don't interact on Twitter as much, but I know eventually I will. Again, Twitter. I, I'd say that the the most Worth Twitter has, at least in my life, is typically during free agency. Uh, I could I could do away with Twitter beyond that and before that. But man, I love Twitter when when the NBA free agency period starts. It is on fire. It's because it's relevant information, and you see that little thing kind of tweet, you know, and then all of a sudden, boom, Wojnarowski, AD is traded to LA. You know, that's like an exciting feeling. You know, so um, other than that. I know eventually I'll probably, as you know, our audience continues to grow, I'll, I'll convert them as much as I can. And I'm, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some funny stuff set my way and I'll have some, I'll have some fun with that as I, uh, as it progresses. Jamie's the smart one. He's the one that doesn't have Twitter. So mm-hmm. at Joe Soro five, Jamie sweet, you can find him and ask you know, if you have any questions, you can actually talk to him on his five things articles on Lakerholics.com. Laker Tom, you got to go ahead and check out his latest article today at Lakerholics.com. Make sure you check out my interview with Jeff Perlman, please. It's on HBO's Winning Time. And if you have any thoughts on the series, because it debuts on Sunday, and for people listening to this on Monday, it's already out there. We want to hear your thoughts on Winning Time. So please let us know your thoughts on Winning Time. We'd love to hear them, because I'm going to be checking out as soon as I am able to see it on Sunday. So I'm going to be sharing some thoughts on that. So please, go ahead, Lakers fans, give us some thoughts on that. But again, the Lakers do win behind 56 points from LeBron James and a vintage performance from him, 124 to 116 over the Golden State Warriors. Will we be back on Monday? The game itself is at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. So if you got the Lakers channel, you're all set for there. But we will be back on Monday evening after the game to talk about the game. Hopefully it'll be two in a row. We'll find out. There's a lot of road games ahead this month for the Lakers, so we're keeping our fingers crossed that they go ahead and maintain their position. Maybe. Who knows? They can still sneak up on the Clippers. But we'll find out starting Tuesday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.